Hello, and welcome back to Action Tune Bros, episode 18. Heck yeah. This is Ben Sturgeon. And this is Matthew Lewis. And today, we are going to start on the season premiere, and two episodes after that, of season three of Legend of Korra. Yes. Oh my goodness, we have been on a trip. We've seen, <laughs> we've seen ter- bioterrorism with... And being anti-bending, we saw kaiju-sized monster fights. <laughs> what could possibly we had happen here? Violent arguments with our guests about <laughs> how portals work. <laughs> we yeah, we we don't speak of that. <laughs> well, um, yeah, that's probably the last episode you heard. It's uh, that long one. Oh my goodness! Ooh. But this time we're gonna start off new. We're gonna start off fresh. Hopefully, like our heroes in this first episode. A breath of fresh air. Oh yeah. Also, uh, the you get the, oh, but we see the season title in a second after we get the little intro. Yep. After the last time that is. Yep. And speaking of which, good old Shiro decided. It tells us that the world is in a new age, and two weeks after all of that happened, Republic C- City is still recovering from their battle with Korra, and first time name dropped. Unavatu. Yep, Unavatu finally officially named in the show. And of course, vines are all over, as well as spirits are. You know, spirits are calling the vines home. So what other changes is Republic City going? And that's when we get the title card. Yep, season book four? Three, it's season three. three. Oh, season three, but I was saying book, is it book four? Or book, it's It's, still... It's book three. It's still book three? Okay, I I couldn't forget, remember, because like, you know, after the the, uh, cycle continued... Book one is air, book two is spirits. Okay. Book three is... Yeah. Change! Thank you, because I I actually couldn't remember that. No, no, I wasn't curious, I I forgot for a second if the book's numbers continued like that, like the titles did in the new season. Yeah, it's one, two, and three, and four. No, I mean from uh, the last season, from last series, uh, with the Aang's Book of Water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like like in in, uh, Korra, it's still book one, two, three, and four. Yeah, I said that, I wasn't sure. Air Temple Island, right? Yep, we start off at Air Temple Island, where we see Boomy is chasing Boomju. No, and of course he's like, I'm sorry, are you mad because of the sweater I knitted for you? I'm like, <laughs> oh my goodness, you've become that crazy, ca- well, crazy bunny, sir. Um, <laughs> sir. And of course... Uh, and of course, you know, he's on a branch, like, trying to get the Boomju, like, oh, please, I'm sorry, please come back. And what should happen? But it breaks, and Boomy and and Boomy is falling down. Yeah. Boomju oh, goes to help him, and of course, to no avail, because it's Boomju, he's a tiny bunny spirit. Dragonfly bunny, you remember? Yeah. And, and of course, Boomy's like, oh, no, oh, no, and... Shoots air out of his hands yep. and saves himself. Wait, wait, what? Christians himself wait. with air bending. What? <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Time out. I, I have to yeah. stop. Boomy. Yeah. Mr. I'm not a bender, but I'm better than other benders. <laughs> yeah. He airbends. Yep, just airbended just now, and it is insane. We are only five minutes into the actual episode. I was like, five already, minutes, probably like two or three minutes yeah, okay, into you're, the you're show. Right. So, look, either way, we are not even remotely close to being inside this episode, and already things are going off the handle. Yep. Anyway. Tenzin, Korra, Janora, and a bunch of spirits are walking through the vines of the city. And of course, they're trying to clear the vines as well, but as soon as Korra clears them, yep. they just instantly come right back. They regrow every time, and Janora doesn't want to get rid of them. She's like, what's wrong? They, they, they love the spirits love them. Why not? And but... of course, and of course, you know, Korra's like, yeah, the spirits like them, but what about... It points to a building that had that used to have people in it, but yeah. now it has vines. It's like, but what about the people living in the buildings? 
Yeah, what, what are they supposed to where are they supposed to live now? And who should come up with the most rational individual ever? President Raiko. Yep. Ugh. Um, he's of course. Oh, being... before that, we see uh, Cora laments having to give a press conference about the vines and her not being able to solve them. Right. Right. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Because she's like, uh, I don't. I don't have an answer for this. And, of course, they're going to expect an answer out of it. Yep, at this crazy press conference. Uh, uh, this is when we see the press aggressively blaming Raiko and Korra yeah, for and, the violence and, 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 and this And this is the one thing that really made me, like, raise an eyebrow. Because President Raiko is asked, is questioned about if he's aware that his approval rate is as low as the Avatars. Yeah. Yeah, as low. Meaning... Dude, she saved their city and the world twice. Yeah, but the city's full of vines and my home's destroyed and my I kids have nowhere to live. It's, it's bad. Like, oh my goodness, <laughs> It's guys. still bad. But they, they suck, but it's still bad. But yeah, they're, they're aggressively blaming them for that. And, and of course, Ryko's like... Yeah, they see it's been a couple of weeks also. Like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, even the announcer said it's been two yeah, weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, Ryko's like, now settle to... down, we're going to do everything that we can. Yeah, he tries to pass the blame off on Korra, but she rightfully tells him she saved the city from a giant kaiju man. Yeah, like pretty, pretty much. And of course, he's like, what were you doing? <laughs> yeah, Raiko, I wish we had some help. And then this and, is when Lynn breaks them up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, all right, go to your separate corner. I love seeing And of course, Korra is extremely saddened by this. Yeah. And of course, Asami's like, hey, it's all going to be good, Yep, buddy. Asami comforts her and tells her that people are just upset and they uh, it's not really her fault. It's really, really yeah, she's like, come on, be, be chill. And then we get to Air Temple Island with one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Boomy is surprised and shocked because of what just happened to him. Yeah, he runs in and is just like, guys, He starts guys, telling everyone, he's like, guys, this. I can airbend. And everyone's always like, huh, that's Boomy for yeah, you. Boomy and Boomy's up. like, dude, I'm serious. <laughs> I can totally do it. And of course, he's proceeding to be like, whoo. Yeah, just <laughs> throwing his hands out, nothing's happening. And All of course, Tenzin's just... like, dude, Stop! You're yeah. not an airbender. Yeah, and Iki is just like sounds like crazy, and the whole everyone's just like, ah, you're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, but then we go to dinner time where Boomy is still flailing his arms around. Yeah, Boomy's just like gives a fast retelling of the story. Like I was sitting there on the branch, and then I yeah, tried to give Boomy the sweater, and he didn't like it. And, <laughs> and then great. of course, um, Korra and Sami appear with a bowl in as well. But Mako isn't there because he's literally living at the police station. We yeah, it's, oh, it's cool finding out that Bolin is living with them because their apartment was destroyed. <laughs> right. Um, and of course, Mako's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna live with you." guys. Also, he's like, "I love this. So you guys are like a sitcom. You're like, you got the wacky uncle and the crazy energetic kids and the put upon mother. It's yep. very funny. It's a whole sitcom scene." Speaking of crazy uncles, Boomy's like, Boomy comes to a certain conclusion. He's like, "Wait a minute. I was able to airbend when I was near death." Maybe I have to be in danger. Milo takes this opportunity to take a, a what was it, like a plate or a yeah, bowl? Yeah, he's like, think fast, like, Uncle. Think fast, throws it, and instantly, Boomy goes to shield himself, and what should happen? Air comes he out of his hands. He catches it with air. Yep, and everyone, and <laughs> especially Tenzin, is just like, Yeah, everyone's like shocked anime sorry. faces. Everyone's shocked anime faces all over the place. But... We cut to... Oh, he also police. says, I can't wait to tell Katara. And I was just like, oh. I know, right? <laughs> I got it's so like, sad. Yeah. <laughs> I was so sad. I was like, oh, it's so... Yeah, he's got to go tell her. Um, uh, and then we cut to the police station yeah. where Mako gets a call. He's sleeping under his desk at yeah. work. Oh, he's my not at home. It's very funny. He doesn't want to go to Airport Temple Island because he broke up with Korra. It's all very funny. Yeah, it, it's all kind of silly, actually. But... Yeah. Uh, guys telling him, like, oh, my brother just airbendered in my store. It's crazy. And he's it's just, just like, like, yeah, yeah, okay. Down, I'm, what are you I'm about? on my way. And so when he gets there, he finds out that the shopkeeper's brother 
really can. He's holding himself up, and he's freaking out because he he was never able to airbend. Yeah, he accidentally airbends a giant door into Mako. And, and he's please. even like, I'm sorry, and like runs away. And yeah. even Mako's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's like, what the heck is going on? Boomy is back on Air Temple Island practicing. And failing. They think it's because of the spirit world connecting to the real yep. world. And All like, about that great What could possibly be this? Yeah, it's great. Uh, Lin and Mako show up. And yep. they are like, what's Boomy doing? He's just fighting an invisible spirit monster or something. And they're like, he's trying to airbend because he can airbend now. And everyone's Tens just like, I'm sorry? Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, and of course... Uh, Lynn and Mako tell them, like, there's another guy in our town. Yeah, there's another guy who's... We've actually been getting some reports of other people doing this. Yeah. And they're like, wait, what? And of course, um, Cora's like, hey, um, you know, you can... You, you, you can, you know, we can help you and stuff like that. And... You can also, I don't know, maybe live here on Air Temple Island. But Mako goes into immediate, like, police officer business. Oh, like, no, it's very funny. Yeah, Korra's, like, trying to, like, be very... But Mako's being super awkward. He's like, no, I, uh, uh, and Tenzin's just, like, nope. So I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, because he's, he's like, nope, I'm out of your face. Nope. I'm getting out of your face. It's really funny. He slides away from him, like, oh, God, not this relationship yeah, drama again. Kind of, <laughs> kind of reminded me of uh, when Pem was like, Mako Asami, I'm going to leave you two here. And she had, like, that <laughs> like, face. Ooh, yeah, getting out of here. Um, they're, but always course, put, they're putting their drama in front of the, that family all the time. <laughs> Mako still refuses to stay on the island, and it's a very, very awkward way possible. Like, bams, he, like, salutes Ma- uh, Sami and Korin, and kind of, like, leaves awkwardly. Yeah. And they're just like, God, what a weirdo. <laughs> and then we cut to, actually, Republic City, where Asami makes the mistake, or not the mistake, of teaching Korra how to drive. Yeah, Asami and Korra are going to vigilante once again to find that airbender. Yep, and of uh, course, uh... As they're as Cora is learning how to drive and actually starts picking up on it a little bit, yeah. Um, you know, she actually brings up Mako and how he's been acting really super weird. And Asami's like, "Yay, you do know I know about the kiss, right?" Yeah. And of course, Cora freaks out, but she's like, "Dude, relax. It's fine." Oh no, yeah. yeah she that's tells right, her like, I, like yeah. "Yeah, I mean, I totally did that too." Yeah, yeah they share so. their cheating history with Mako, and it's very funny. They're like, "Yeah, oh, Asami, great. yeah." It, it, they, they pretty much have Yeah, a they're good both totally time. over, and they're just but, like, they're glad they're friends. Like, yeah, come on, you guys are great. It's, it's like, it's very cool, chill moment with them. Yeah, and then of course, you know. And of course, Cora almost crashes into a vine. <laughs> yep. And then uh, she has an argument with the spirit. Yeah, like, a porcupine oh, wait, you, spirit. Yeah, what are you doing with my house? Yeah, chastises her about the spirits and vines, and, and she's like, uh, oh, yeah. um, that's right, because uh, the spirit mentioned something about spirits and vines being the same, but yeah. oh, I, apparently the avatar doesn't know that. Yeah, she's and very dumb. like, <laughs> wait. I think I might have an idea, but I need water. Yep, uh, Tenzin is meditating um, and tells his father of all the new airbenders. Yep, about the growth of the airbenders and mentions that his kids, who, uh, and then of course mentions uh, to his kids, who also ask Boomy about, you know, if this means all the airbenders are going to be like their uh, brothers and sisters. Before that, he says this is going to be the first time there were airbenders, a new airbender in 170 years. Oh, yeah, there's, so, there's a big drop yeah, right there. Aang would have been approximately 69 or so when he died. Yep. Yep, or 100 and whatever, because the whole frozen thing. Well, but, right. Uh, Tenzin, yeah, tells the kids that all the airbenders are their family now, and they need to take care of them, and they should be ready for them to move in, even though they don't want to take up their space and all that's a very funny, cute scene. <laughs> it is. Um, oh, Milo. <laughs> 
wants an army. <laughs> yep, Mila wants his own army. And Tenzin just wants to fill the temple again. It's a very cute and teary scene of them just being like, oh, we're it so is, happy. It is, yeah, it is a very cute scene. It's very, very adorable. But, um, but now we cut back to Korra with her idea. Oh, right, as though. that beautiful man who's the greatest president in the world. I'm sorry. In this episode, <laughs> I really despise the man. Yeah, well, Reckless has never been good. Yeah, he's yeah, exclusively, you're right. You're like, right. in her way or bad or counterintuitive to their plans all the time. Well, anyway, as he pops up and, like, is like, oh, yeah, you know, what are you gonna do now? Hmm. Um, Korra tries to use that weird spirit bending technique. Yeah. He tells her about the She tells her she has a scheme when he brings the whole press conference there to see her attempt to solve this, like, a real jerk. And, and yeah, then, of course, it, spirit, it works for, like, five seconds. Yeah, and then they come back even stronger and actually tear down the building. Yeah. Uh, but, but, fortunately, as the building's tearing, getting, like, torn down, um, everyone, thanks to, like, Korra and, I think, something else, but, you know, everyone's out safely at They least. start, yeah, they evacuate the building with uh, some help from the citizen, police and stuff like that. And, of course, you know, Korra... Um, back at, I think is at Air Temple Island. So yeah. she starts questioning herself whether this was actually a bad idea, doing the whole not being a bridge thing. Yeah, but she Tenzin's like... Also having difficulty contacting the spirit world after all that crazy business. Right, says. right. And Tenzin um, tells Tenzin's her that like, her job is to bring balance, not to worry about what people think. Yeah, it, it's, a very it's good honestly for her. Good, good, bad, it's all a point of view kind of thing. Yeah, and like, don't worry about people, you need to bring balance, and if spirits need to be here and they need to be balanced, then they need to be balanced, and sorry for the people who get by it's really cool like really good thing yeah mako and, then, and the cops yep but oh, no. bolin walks in it says hey um mako and the and the the police they, they found that airbending dude yeah and then of course um you know uh, we're at like a bridge where the airbender guy is up really high up and like he can't move because he's scared stiff and he's also afraid that he's just gonna airbend and hurt people yeah mako has the mako and the cops have the whole thing surrounded or the uh, metal bending cops have them surrounded yep and then he keeps accidentally airbending the cops away but they keep catching themselves with their bending uh tethers and stuff it's very very cool and then of course cora you know goes up to the guy and actually just Talks to the guy, like just yeah, kind of chill. Yeah, calms him down. It's very, very cool. She... And the, the guy, the guy's like, you know what? Okay, I, I'll join you. Goes to go towards her, but trips and falls. Yeah. And then of course, Cora saves him. Yeah, Cora and saves like, and introduces him to Tenzin. Yes, and everyone's like, yeah, this is great. And Raiko's like. No, this isn't good because blah blah blah. I also forgot blah, that blah. Da, the guy shits himself or poops himself. Ah, look how that cusses. Yeah. <laughs> he poops himself and it's very funny. He's like, I need new pants for what just happened. Right. She finally, yeah, Ra- Ra- Raiko's being annoying and uh, burdened, but then she stands up to Raiko and regarding the vines says, They are here to stay. So deal with it. And yeah, then, and then of course he's like, yeah. Well, that means you're not staying. So deal with that. And Cora's like, Fine. I was actually planning on leaving anyway. Yep, she he bans her from the city, and she is going to start a new mission. Yep. Find the new airbenders of the world. Pretty much. And, of course, Tenzin's like, wait, you're going to find the new airbenders? And she's like, yeah. He goes, I'm coming with you. Yeah, starting the <laughs> new mission for the season. Find those airbenders. And now, of course, you know, he's like, yeah, with all these new airbenders, I wonder who we're going to meet. Cut to... In like uh, uh, like some giant spiky horrible kind of I said a giant horribly stone. spiky bridge yeah, goes to a plateau. Yeah, it goes to like a plateau with like a stone prison. And there's see, a man what, here. We see white lotus members. Oh yeah, white lotus members are coming over bending with like a mule or something. Yeah, like they're that. bending the huge cell. And of course, 
we we find out that there's a man here whom they call Zahir. And of course, he's like, you know, they're talking like, hey, you know, uh, Zahir, how's it feel like being in this prison? And Zahir mentions this air guru named Lahima and about his poetry. And about his poetry. Becoming untethered to the earth. Remember yep. that. Untethered to the earth. Ben, you remember that as well. Uh, trust untethered me. Oh, to I was, the earth. <laughs> I was actually going to get there, but oh, now that you but, said that. Oh, no, that, that specific those, that specific word is very important. Well, yeah, but see, I was going to say, well, he mentions, speaking <laughs> of being untethered to the earth, mm-hmm. he actually men, uh, he mentions, uh, this Zahir guy mentions that the Northern Air Temple 4,000 years ago unlocked the secret of weightlessness and pretty much, uh, and pretty much how uh, Lahima lived his life never touching the ground. Yeah. Again, untethered to the world. Remember that. <laughs> Remember that, everybody. And apparently... Also, I was going to say, the voice actor, Henry Rollins, who I know from... Well, we might know him from uh, Mad Stan from Batman Beyond, but also he's a singer in a big band called Black Flag. He's a lead singer. He's a really? Rock, he's a rock singer, yeah. Huh. But also, Def Jam Fight for New York is where I best know him from because... As everyone in that was playing themselves, all the rappers and stuff and that were playing themselves, he was the main gym trainer in that. He played himself, and he was just really cool. But also Sons of Anarchy, where he plays a crazy like prison dude who's really badass. He's a great actor, and I love him in a bunch of stuff. He's a really crazy dude. He's like an extreme swing. Right. But now, but yeah. as, as Zaheer mentions this whole uh, weightlessness and all this stuff, being untethered to the world... Yeah, I don't know if you guys dude, remember We're going to push that much. Um, Zaheer, um, well, escapes from prison using... His newfound airbending abilities. Yeah, we see violently just takes out these dudes with airbending, and it is. Oh, so and, cool. and he locks the rest of the White Lotus guys at that moment. Yeah, he takes out the, all the White Lotus who are like, there's a waterbender, an earthbender, I don't know if there's a firebender. Or yeah, uh, there was a whole bunch of them, but he literally like imprisons them and is like, oh, you know, <laughs> looks like you're gonna have to be here. I hope that you're gonna live long enough to. You know, not to yeah. see the next changing of the guard. Yeah, it's, it's in three weeks, and they have a single bowl of rice. <laughs> and and, uh, in there. and he also like swears that he that this will be the end of not only the lotus, yeah, the white but lotus, the, but the avatar, the white lotus. We have to specify that. I'm trying not to spoil nothing, but yeah, this will be the end of the white lotus, and soon the avatar as he's airbends down, fly, the flies away, very, very cool. airbending, and that. Is where the first of many episodes <laughs> yes. ends. Dude, I am so happy this popped off oh. immediately. Now, dude, what did you think when you saw Zaheer and he just started talking and started doing his stuff? I wanted to know what Zaheer was <laughs> because he had some, you know, ominous kind of speech. I'm like, okay, he's intelligent, which for a villain is bad because mm. that means he can actually be a very good villain. Yep. Then all of a sudden he started bending and I'm like... Oh no! But before he started bending, he mentioned something. He just randomly mentions about how there are some airbenders who never had to touch the ground. I'm like, why is this important? Yeah. And then he did all of that thing. I'm like, I don't know, but I don't like this at all. <laughs> Zahir is probably going to be one of my favorites. Oh, he is going to. Well, dude, not just him, but it's it's yeah, it's so good to see like aggressive. Airbending finally, like, oh being used my like goodness, that. So yeah. extremely, and he is just kicking so much butt. 
And also, yeah, talking about a guru lahiman. It's like just so like it's like all, like immediately like really cool and deep and crazy seeming. It's a really really good turn for a villain. See, I just thought he was a psychopath because <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, psychopathic p- characters yeah. are able to like sit in a cell and spout off philosophical yeah, things yeah. like that. Only in this case, it's probably not philosophical because. <laughs> You know, like the important thing we keep beating into our viewers' heads. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's going to be, it's so, God, I am so ready that, for this yeah. season. And I, I'm curious, I'm curious what your reaction was at the end of that, just like what, this, what the deal with this dude was. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, I, I when the episode ended, I had to pause and I just had to, for the first time in a while, I had to process what just happened. <laughs> yeah. Because... I was, I mean, I was slightly surprised because he seemed like he was a non-bender who got bending. Okay, but in episode, in this entire episode, they were revealing that people can do this now. Yeah. So, I'm like, okay, so he got new bending. All right. And then all of that weird philosophical stuff, all of that him being amazing and like as if he knew how to bend. Yeah. Mm, that might be an important thing. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, and then... And then the very last words he says had something to do about him being against the Avatar. I'm and like, the White Lotus. Yeah, and the White Lotus, yes. It's not been important since the first episode of the first season. Seriously. <laughs> um, but then that, which made me, like, which made my brain twist a little bit saying, okay, who is this man? Yes, I know his name is uh, Zaheer. Like, yeah, Zaheer. But who is he? Also, what's with this Guru Lahiva stuff? Well, right. Bizarre. Well, yeah, dude, this... So many questions, but then again, it's the first episode of season three. There's going to be a lot of questions that need answered. Oh, yeah. And speaking of a lot of episodes, we can jump right into episode two. Rebirth. We open on a huge skyship flying to their temple. Um. The last time? Yeah, yeah there's a last time. The last time was all about, uh, was it about the year's escape, pretty much? Uh, uh, also yeah, the a- after airbenders. 170 years, new, bender, new airbenders are appearing. Actually, new benders are yeah, appearing. Yeah. Including Boomy and this mysterious Zahir, who escaped using his newfound powers. Korra is also exiled and is going to find all the new airbenders. But will she and Tenzin be able to bring back the Air Nation? Ooh. That's an important thing that you kids need to understand. Yeah, and this is when we cut to a massive skyship flying in the air to Air Temple Island. With Asami driving. Yep, Asami says it is a future industry's new design. It looks really, really cool. It's freaking enormous. They, and, yeah. and she also mentions a place that they're going to. Yeah, Ba Sing Se. They say it's the largest, like country, I think, technically, large city or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they say we got to go to Ba Sing Se because they will have airbenders there, and on the way we will stop and see uh, any reports of it. There is no war in Ba Sing Se. There is no war. Oh, boy. Well, we'll get to Ba Sing <laughs> anyway, Se in a minute. Anyway. The air uh, kids everyone, are trying to hop on. Yeah, and... yeah everyone's like, yep, we're going to go, Um, except for Kaya and Pema. And of course, and of course, all the kids are like... Yeah, they're ready to get on. Like, hey, we're going to go. And they're like, hey, why can't we go? They're all upset. And uh, Bibi Rohan <laughs> throws up on Kaya. <laughs> Very cute. But like, yeah, the kids aren't allowed to go. And he says, you have to stay here and watch all the airbenders who come. And you have to, you know, greet them and all that. I think this is when we find out that Mila wants an army. Oh, yeah. No, he said he, said he wanted an army last season. Oh, yeah. He like restates it again saying, yeah, you know, he really wants an army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, like being all drill sergeant and stuff. <laughs> Um, but then, of course, Mako appears and once again is being super yep. awkward. Super awkward and very formal. And everyone's just like, "What's your deal, dude?" And he comes yeah. uh, with the lead. He has leads on airbenders all over the world. 
Yep. And of course, um, Shikor is like, you know, you could join us. I mean, Team Avatar is not the same without you. Yeah, he has maps reports, so he's still hesitant. <laughs> and Abubakar was like, no, ma'am, I must do police business. Yep. And they're like, come on, man. He's like, oh, and, finally. And, yeah, and, and well, and finally, you know, Korra's like, look, I get it. We've had some very strange things happen between us, but. I mean, come on. You're still a part of us. We're still yeah. friends. But Mako still re- refuse. And, of course, Korra and Bolin are yeah. sad about this. Because, dude, brother's got to have a brother, man. Yeah. Um, but he, then, he just leaves and Tenzin says, and, yep. Pema, he's going to send word from the Northern Air Temple. I'm trying to remember which one the Northern one was. <laughs> um, wasn't the Northern one where the uh, airships were? Where they built them? Yeah. And was that the upside down? That was the upside down one. Hmm. Was that the one where you met Guru Batik? Or that, the, that was the western one? I forgot whatever, never yeah, really figured out. <laughs> North, South, East, West, Air Temple. It has to be the one near the Earth Kingdom, presumably, but whatever, we'll figure that out when we get to but, it. But yeah, but anyway, uh, you know, Pema and Tenzin have a very yeah, cute We find moment. out only Janora, oh, yes, we find out that only Janora is going and the other kids are upset about that. But yeah, but like, no fair. Kaya says that they are here to be teachers, and Milo, this is when he, he's like, I'll get those maggots, yep. they bow oh. to me. <laughs> yep, I, I, I love <laughs> it's like, it. Oh boy. Dude, <laughs> I, I hope he knows that they're not lemur, flying lemur monkeys. Well, for him, they will be. He will have his army. <laughs> Bolin. Um, okay, yep, and now we get bro talk. Yeah, Bolin, Bolin comes over and he's like, Mako. he's like, hey, hey, bro. It's like, you, you know, and he's like, Mako's like, dude, I already know and I already refuse. And I can't leave Republic City, especially about with my job and new life. And, of course, Bolin, who is like, oh, yeah, you know, like sleeping under your desk. Yeah, he also feels that he's drifting away from the main group, which is true. And he's just like, I really, I don't know, man. But then, yeah, yeah, he's like, well, we learned that their dad was from Ba Sing Se. And, of course, and, sorry, I I have to put this because I put this in my notes. Of course. Bolin pulls one of these... Yeah, we have to go to we have to go to Bossing Say where Dad is. What if what if we meet our from. grandmother for the first time and she's all, "Where's my sweet Mako?" And then I have to tell her, I have to tell her, "Sorry, I mean he had important police paperwork to fill out." And she's like, "No, not Mako. Oh, I can't live on." And then she dies. <laughs> I'm like, I had to pause the episode because I was laughing way too hard. Yeah, I'm like, fantastic. dude, Bolin, what? What just happened? You yeah. literally just blamed Mako for killing your grandma. <laughs> and of course, Mako's amazing. just like, okay, fine, yeah, he I finally decides and says, fine, I will go. I'm going to go tell Lin. Uh, uh, we finally see the inside of the ship, and it looks, it's enormous. It, it's like, it looks like, um, I must say, have you, you, you played Fort Final Fantasy XIV, right? Um, somewhat, yeah. Have I, you gotten to the Final Fantasy Tactics tie-in uh, missions? Not yet, but... Okay, um, this is like a huge like, airship that looks exactly like this one on the inside. Oh, it's really? Like, huge and lavish and looks like it could fit a whole like group of people in it. It's nice. fantastically cool. But yeah, it was very ornate and very cool looking. It's huge and awesome. Uh, uh, and of course... Mako lays out the map, right? Yep, lays out the map and he's like, yeah. Oh, and actually, before the airship leaves, we find out that, uh, you know... Naga, not Naga, and uh, Ugi are just like with like the tongue sticking out because Naga's joining too. Yeah, they're all um, up there. But they now they're very hyped to bring back Airbenders after nearly two hundred years. Yep. But now the plan. The plan. Mako Mako put, uh, lays out Ma- the map. Yeah, Mako right? lays out the map, and he's like, "Yes, Bossing Say ha- is like the biggest city, yep. and you know we have heard about Airbenders." However, there are these few cities here that have also been reporting that they have new airbenders as well. So let's hit these up. 
before we actually get to Ba Sing Se. Yep. And, and of course, Kor's excited about this. because Oh, yeah. I, this is her first time going to the Earth Kingdom. Yeah, the first time actually traveling. This, yeah, that's right. It's still called the Earth Kingdom, by the way. It's still a kingdom, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, it's weird. It's a kingdom. <laughs> Only Republic City is an actual republic with an elected president. Everything else is probably... There's still, still a fire lord. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's still the fire nation. Yeah. And it's still the... And the water tribes, tribes are still their tribes. chiefs. Yeah, they still have their chiefs. So wait, wait. So that means the Air Nation is they're Republic? nomads. Well, we get to the nomad bit in a bit. Anyway, before that, we get to everyone. Home. Shut the heck up! Shut the heck up! Everyone, shut up! This is the <laughs> best thing in the series. Oh, dude, series. Dude, and it has not. Uh, what? Dude, way ahead of you, buddy. Yeah, dude, way you, ahead of oh, you. Dude, you don't even know yet. I know. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. I, 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 I uh, know why this is the best ever. Yeah. We Here, cut to and, a wooden prison in the middle of a sea. Where, guess what? We see white More lotus. white lotuses are. Yep. Hmm. We see a buff, long-haired tattoo dude working out in the wooden cell as a speedboat dude pulls up on next to it. And it's none other than Zaheer. Zaheer, he and jumps Zaheer, off, takes yeah. out all of the guards with his airbending once again. And of course, he throws just he just drops a few stones. Three pebbles, yep. Yep, just drop, drops a few pebbles in, and the guy, the tattooed man, smirks. Yep. And he starts bending the stones. And I know what you're probably thinking. Oh, he's going to use them to cut. The, he's going to use the stones to cut like through the cut through, yeah. But but here's the thing about these stones. They start spinning around, yep. and they start flattening as if they were heating up, and then yep. they start well turning into lava blades. Yeah, they are. Is oh, a lava yes. shuriken, dude, dude. Yeah, we have finally hit one of the best things that an earthbender <laughs> could do. You thought just... you thought metal bending was amazing, which it was because it's very cool. because Toph oh, yeah. invented it. But no, we get our first ever. Lava bender. Yes, he cuts through. Yes, he he cuts through those wooden bars easily because it's lava. Yeah, and oh my goodness, Zahir and this guy who we find out his name is Gazan. 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 Is they? (laughs) I will say he sends that lava shriek and at guards definitely murdering them. Oh yeah, (laughs) there is death. Obviously not on screen because this is still for kids. He bro fives Zaheer just like brown, yeah. Yeah, you know, they're both just like yeah, and Zaheer's like, hey, he's like, hey, Zaheer, buddy, how did you airbend? He's like, got great convergence. He's like, oh, sweet. Yeah. So what are we gonna do? He's like, hey, we got we got two of us. Let's get the rest of the band together. Yeah, he also says I've, he feels that his powers are a sign. His path is righteous, and I was just like, "Ooh, <laughs> that's Ooh, a dude." Yeah, oh, trust dude. me, that was what I did too. <laughs> that's um, a bad dude. But now, yep, uh, after that amazing I, thing, yeah, I was so hyped Ooh, for dude. finally getting Dozakazan because, well, I can't say how far it's going to go yet, but. Like, when we were arguing with Ed all the time about which bending, we're like, I'm trying to restrain from, like, what Kazan is going to be capable of this season. You'll see. It's great. Oh, lava bending. But airship, to back to the airship, landing in a rocky little village. Yep, the first Earth uh, Earth village. Yep, and we see an eager leader greeting them, like, oh, the oh, the airbender's name is Kuan. 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 Yeah, Kuan is the talk of the town. Yeah, and they are very excited, and it's just, he's like a middle-aged farmer with a big, huge family. It's very nice. But yeah, the leader's very like, oh, uh, Avatar, we're so glad to meet you. We're so happy. He's just very, like, you know, very nice. Yeah, and then, of course, they he's like, hey, come join us in this fe- at this feast. 
Yeah. And of course, they all get to meet Kuan and his family. Yeah. And, you know, like like Matt said, he's a farmer. They're a farming family, and they're very humble. Yep, and he's like, he's like, airbeds a little piece of pie at Bolin, accidentally hitting him in the face, and Pabu steals it. It's a very cute scene. Right, and of course, Tenzin's like, you know, talking about, oh, you know, this means you can come, we're trying to gather uh, airbenders, yeah. so that you can become part of the air nomads, yeah, and live your life, and, you know, ex- like, live your life in seclusion, and Yeah, he's trying to explain stuff. to him how, like, important the powers are. Now, yeah. this farmer, very rationally, says, No. I don't want to be an air nomad. I want to be able to use my bending to help out with the farm. Yeah, I'm a farmer, and I've always been a farmer, and I can't leave my family. Like, they, like why is the bald man trying to take daddy away? The kid's saying it's a very, yeah, pretty much. It's a very dramatic scene. He's like, no, come on, this is very important. He's like, I want to remain here as a farmer. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to do course, all that. And of course, Tenzin starts getting slightly pushy, but the farmer pushes back, and ultimately having them leave his house. Yeah, he just asks everyone to leave, and it's very sad. Back on the ship, Cora and gang commiserate, like, oh boy, okay, that didn't go great. Uh huh. So what are we supposed to do? Like with people who have lives, it's going to be really difficult. And uh, and you know, Cora, Cora, no, no, Bolin's like, dude, we could just kidnap them. And Tenzin's like, no, they have to be able to come on their own free will. Oh, yeah, that's very funny because he's like, why don't we just like throw throw them in a sack and like, and then the boo's like, that's how they made me join the uh, armed forces. <laughs> I was just like, that's great. <laughs> yes. Um, and then of course, it's like, no, 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 they have to be able to come on their own free will. Enter a montage. Yeah, we got a cute little, I would say, One Piece-like thing of them, like, their ship just over a huge map going from spot to spot with them all looking happy and then, like, hitting a spot saying, your son, you'll get tattoos all over, just like me. And it's like, this gets the door slammed in his face and then he keeps in the ship and that one's slightly No worldly upset. possessions and an all-vegetarian diet. Yeah, this big guy who's, like, eating meat, a big stick of meat and he's just like, all-vegetarian diet and then he slams it in his face. It's very funny because, like, it, as the ship goes, it keeps getting, like, sadder and sadder and more depressing. You're like, God, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> oh, but then, it's, yeah. uh, that, that was Tenzin's. Yeah, right? also the that fashion was... lady who was just like, you get to wear these ancient robe, air robes, and she's, like, slams it on his face, dude, this is great. Um, and then, of course, it's Chorus' turn now because Tenzin tried and failed. Yeah. Chorus' turn. Oh, Bolin is feeling it's the worst, so he's really like, oh, this is really bad, and Boomy says, hey, you guys still have me, and everyone's just like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you still have me, and everyone's just like, ugh. Yeah. But then we get to Cora. Who gets to meet this motherly woman? It says who, it's time to get tough. Yep. Cora says, yeah. And uh, she, uh, who, who talks to a mother yeah. who has her son who's living in her basement. Yep, at 22. At 20, yeah, still at trying to figure his yeah. life out, man. Um, <laughs> and oh my goodness, this guy is like angsty emo. <laughs> I would say he's very millennial. <laughs> um, and of course, Cora does. He's like the, the bad stereotype of what a millennial would be. He's, yep. And of course, Cora has the you have your responsibility to help the world out. With the mom being pushy as well, like, yes, go and join. And the guy's like, I don't wanna. I mean, I didn't ask to be, the, I, I didn't yeah. ask to be an airbender. Cora's like, I didn't ask to be the avatar and look at me now. And this guy is super difficult. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. So what? You're dumb. I don't want to do it. And Cora just kicks his butt and says, like, you have well, tries to kick his butt, but Mako and Bolin stop her. Yeah, oh yeah, she's like ready to get. She like tries to grab me, like airbends out of his clothes by accident. And it's just a very lengthy back and forth argument of them him being apathetic about being an airbender, and this is like really funny scene of just and him of being course, terrible. And of course, as she's like getting super aggressive and like being super like, um, Bolin Mako pull her out literally pull her out. Yeah. And the mom is just displeased at her son. Yeah, she hits him in the head like, "Oh, you dumb me!" I'm like, "That's when we cut to Steel Desert Prison in a volcano." Also, <laughs> it's made of metal. It's also in a desert, and it's in a volcano. <laughs> um. Oh, and by the way, um, do we need to mention that there's more white lotuses? Yeah. 
We see a gaunt and either is congenitally armless long-haired woman. Yeah, yeah well, we, all we see is the long hair. Yeah. We don't really no, see you, it. No, you see that she does her arms end up like slightly on, below the shoulder. Oh, I, I actually never noticed that at the beginning. It's very but anyway, quick, yeah. but yeah. Um, and so, of course, we find, we find find we find out that she has... Well, no arms because yeah. Zahir and uh, Gaza, Gazan appear. Gazan and they is it Gazan? Gazan. That's how you it. Gazan. Uh, Gazan. Okay. Um. Well, they appear and they open a barrel of water and, and like they, right, that, that opening. Like yeah, he yeah. Uh, um, Zahir throws it. Gazan just like shoots another like uh, lava lava shrinking. whatever. <laughs> lava and then, it, like the water starts falling down and this this lady bends without using well. Obviously, without, without using arms, arms yeah. and creates well tentacly like arms from the water yeah. and uses them as like as if they were her own arms. Yeah. Ming Ha joins the gang. Wait, Ming Ha or Ming Hua? Ming Hua. Yeah, yeah, um, and of course, you know, she's just like, huh? Never thought I'd actually meet you guys here. And of course, um, Zahir's like. Yeah, trust me. And we're not done yet. We've got one more lady to get to. Yeah, he says. Uh, she says to him, "Zahir, you didn't get Zahir's girlfriend yet." Yep. Um, they say that she's next. Oh boy. So, so head count. We yep. have philosophical man who seems more deadly than he is, and now is more deadly because he's got <laughs> newfound airbending abilities. Oh yeah. We have the best one, the lava bender. Yeah, a lava bender, and now... and we have a water bender who apparently can bend with her mind because yeah. she doesn't have the arms to do it. Yeah, literally. She also there, there, there are like hugely prehensile tentacles that she can use to lift herself, throw herself, pick up stuff. She's like really very agile with them in this. Yeah, it's very very cool. <sighs> I, now I'm afraid to know what the fourth one's about. Well, sure, so don't ponder it yet. <laughs> um, but, you know, well, before I even get a chance of no, yeah. pondering this, we go back to the team air recruitment. Yeah. And um, they're confused as to what to do because, you know, people aren't willing to give up their lives to become no air nomads. Yeah, they're saying, like, maybe we should just go straight to Ba Sing Se. You know, they're not sure yet. But Bolin... Has an idea. Actually, no. Boomy has an idea first. Yep. Because Boomy says, why not give him the old razzle-dazzle? And of course, Bolin's like, yeah, we could do a street show. Yep. Well, Boomy was going to actually cover Tenzin's robes in sequins, but yeah. he likes Bolin's <laughs> idea better. Korra is... Uh, Korra and Tenzin are kind of reluctant, but they agree. They're like, okay, sure, what do you have in mind? Uh, we see uh, Bolin back in his stash and crazy, you know, carnival barker costume again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, um, with, with all this, they're talking about how amazing it, Bolin is talking about how airbenders are fascinating. Yeah. And, of course, they have to be on the lookout, everyone in this town, because there's an... Ex- oh, before that, he says, like, oh, the, the, uh, they're great, they're wonderful. He's hyping up Tenzin and Tenzin... Finally, takes off his robes and reveals how absolutely yoked and buff oh and my goodness, Tara right? Tenzin actually is. <laughs> yeah, like, he, we, we finally get to see what's under the robe, and, uh, whew, he's got some guns. Yeah, he's, like, swole as heck, and it's like, whoa, did not know Tenzin was built like that, that's crazy. And then he just puts on a dope airbending show, flying around in his robes, airbending stuff, showing off, and he says, well, there's a dangerous escaped criminal, like, everybody, and, and Mako shows up. Like a crazy uh, firebender's escaped, and then he kind of like walks out of the uh, crowd saying, oh. I'm, I'm the one, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and then Tenzin takes him down, and he asks. Korra as well. 
No, before that, he uh, acts very poorly. He's like, oh, no, he took me down. And then Korra's also like, I'm also an airbender. She air tornadoes him up yep. into the air just to mess with them. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, everyone's like, that was an amazing show. They all leave. And except- also, Asami's also laughing with her at, oh, <laughs> at his right. expense. Um, and then, of course, it's like, yeah, that was a great show. And all mm-hmm. the people leave, except for a boy. Oh, you're right. Also, Ugi and Janora also join the show. Uh, are they? But the town only has... They say, oh, well, come on, airbenders. Yeah, but before that, you're like, come on, yeah, show the Oogie and the Janora, they're all airbenders are great. It's like, oh, okay, that's great. And everyone kind of disperses after that when they think... Yep, they, they just up and leave, except except for a boy. Yep. Who uh, calls himself Kai. And he's yep, like, hey, I'm an airbender too. I'll uh, I'll join you guys. Yeah, let's go. Tenzin's like, oh, you gotta talk to your parents first, and he says he's an orphan. Yep, he's an orphan who's getting chased by outlaws. Yeah, they killed his parents. Yep, and of course, um, well, they're like, all right, get on on, get on up here. Bolin is like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna be your big bro. I have and, a sad story just like you, oh god, it's like really funny. And speaking of which, the outlaws appear. A big bike gang. Yep, a big old bike gang, and Korra goes to fend them off. And she's like, "Yeah, you outlaws get get out of here now." And the, like, the head of the uh, this gang biker gang is mm-hmm. like, "What are you talking about? We're police officers." Yeah, I'm the sheriff, and those are my deputies. And that Kai is a thief. And of course, Mako, who has been yep. very skeptical about Kai from the beginning, picks him up by the scruff and says, "Hey, look, I got this kid right here. Yep. He tried to run away." Yeah, and he. They, we find out that he was robbed a family, and the police. He like the family took him in finally. Yep. Because he was a street rat or whatever, and then they find he robbed the family, and the police are after him. They got to take him to jail because they don't have kids' prisons here. Yep. And so Cora's like, "Wait, I have an idea. Here, how about you take this, gives him the bag of the stuff that was stolen, and we'll just keep the child here." Tenzin does not want a liar and a thief on, but Cora convinces him. Yeah, Cora convinces him, and we all know about Juan. Mm. Um, and of course, the the police are like, whatever. Yeah, th- just so long as we get this back. Yeah, do what you want with the kid. As he's getting on, Janora has a very cutesy, flirty scene with him. Uh, but... <laughs> so much Yugi. <laughs> but Mako says, "I have my eye on you, you little crap," because I was also a criminal. <laughs> I thought you were going to say rat. Yeah, street rats. <laughs> um, and then I was a kid criminal too, and he's just like, "Whatever, man." Um, but then we go back. To that volcano cage. Yeah. And uh, the White Lotus Guards talking to. To Fire Lord. Hello. He's not the Fire Lord. Zuko. (laughs) He's Fire Lord. He is no longer the Fire Lord. He looks like a Fire Lord. Oh, yeah, he does. But he's no longer the Fire Lord. But I I swear they called him Fire Lord. Oh, they said the Fire Lord and my grandfather. (laughs) That's what, that's what, um, that's what, what's the name said back in the day. Well, no, I know, I, but I honestly, uh, I honestly, I, I, you know, I the, I, no, no, I'm talking about oh, yeah, yeah. in this scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear the White Lotus call him Fire Lord Zuko. Oh, maybe like president when you're always the president after your reign's over, but he's not the Fire Lord right now. Well, it, either because, way, yeah. either way, bit, long story short, it's Zuko. Yeah, Zuko, Zuko is here, and he of course, is worried what they could do. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, Zuko is like, okay, so let me get this straight. You guys couldn't stop. The uh, Zahir, who apparently has fire, uh, who apparently air can bend. airbend now, and uh, he's now coming over to get his to get his gang back together. Yep. Oh boy. He said one of them could take down any like any group of benders, and all three of them they could take down the world, and they are a real threat. Yeah, and so he's like, all right, um, and obviously they're going to. Is it the north or the south? Northern water tribe. Yeah, they're going to the northern water tribe. 
and guarantees that it, should they be able to succeed in freeing this last one, this world is in danger. Oh, yeah. So, he walks over to his dragon. Yeah, he says Lin must warn the Avatar. Yeah, he's like, he, as he's walking to his dragon, he's like, Lin's gotta make sure she warns the Avatar. Yeah. I'm gonna go to the North Pole and see if I can, like, put a header on this. Yep, and that is when the episode ends. Woo, boy. <sighs> yeah. The team's almost back together, and Zuko is still alive, everybody! And I was excited to actually see Zuko. Yeah! And just, like, him being crazy cool. Just yeah, even yeah. though he hasn't firebend at all yet in mm-hmm. this series. Yeah. He's he's back, and I am I am happy about yeah. this. Yeah, also, yeah, like, not to spoil anything, but yeah, like, I, the reason I pointed that out, because, yeah, uh, Iroh, General Iroh, the one who's the, the young one, said that, oh, uh, the Fire Lord and my grandfather, Zuko... Saying like there's two different people because yeah later you will meet the Fire Lord. That's all I will say. Uh, <laughs> but, oh, but yeah, before we meet the Fire Lord, how about we meet Episode Three? I was say before that. You're not gonna oh. more mid episode talk. Oh my goodness, yes, you're right. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I am. Like I'm in that sort of state where I'm super excited. All this crazy things happen. First off. I am very proud of this series right now mm-hmm. because they gave a lady who has no arms. The ability to be congenitally armless. Oh, is the term? Is that when they're the term? born, when you're born without the limbs, yes. Oh, see, that's a ter- that's something I never even knew about this lady. Yeah, yeah. I thought something happened to her where she just had no. No, arms. no, no, no. Yeah, she was born that way. But any, but anyway, yeah. uh, but anyway, um, they actually gave someone with a physical disability the ability to be crazy good with yeah, what she really, does. Yeah, really, really good bender. That's oh, really dude, dude, oh my goodness! When I saw what she was doing, I'm just like sitting here like, what, 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 what? Yeah. A, a burn? <laughs> and yeah, then also... True story. Yeah. Um, but, oh my goodness. And then, I mean... Yeah, I'm sorry, but I have, to, I have to give Team Avatar a point of negativity here. Why? They're allowed to let people live as they want to. Just have them go to Air Temple Island to learn how to control oh, yeah. the power. But it's like, this is an unprecedentedly crazy thing to have happen. That all these airbenders are back. And he wants to, yeah, he's going about it the absolutely wrong way. But they, but they should be, he should be, like, trying to cultivate just, like, a communication system or something like that. Because, like, yeah, they're not going to want to become monks. They don't, they shouldn't need to become monks. Because, like, that's like saying the foggy swamp hicks should be, like, taken out of the swamp and forced to go to an icy tribe because that's where the other waterbenders are. Right. They or should be, well, they should be able to establish their own, like, society and community wherever they are currently. Right. Even though it will be, like, you know, detrimental to the old ways of the, of the uh, airbenders. Like, uh. but still, it's, yeah, it's a very complicated thing, but it's very deep and important, and I'm glad they actually showed, like, yeah, there's dozens of airbenders out there now who aren't going to be monks, and it's like... Right, oh. yeah, they're finally doing, like, a modern-age kind of uh, yeah. air, air, air bender kind of thing. Oh, my goodness, so many things. And also, now... Yeah, I'm thinking also in my head, like, I don't think Aang would have been doing what Tenzin's doing. I don't think Aang would have been, like, you got to become monks and do all this stuff. No, he I wouldn't know. have. He absolutely well, wouldn't Well, if he wanted to try... Well, no, actually... I don't think he would be pressuring no, them to do what he didn't want to do. He would try to, but he also had Katara, yeah. who was the voice of reason. Yeah, he also be a lot less aggressive than Tenzin was about it, and poorly explaining himself, like, your son will get tattoos. <laughs> like, yeah, very true, very large true. Large eating meat, you'll be able to only eat vegetables. It's like, yeah, he would have been more... I guess he would have been a little bit better, but, like, yeah, Tenzin's super excited, and I feel bad for him, because it's so I bad. know. Yeah. But, dude, not gonna lie, swole Tenzin. Yeah, dude, seeing him <laughs> buff was dope as heck. I was like, whoa, dude, I forgot about that watching it this time. I was like, oh man, I totally right? forgot. It's just like, oh. He's actually built, you can't tell because he's wearing robes all the time, but no dude's freaking yoked. <laughs> uh, 
Now, before we meet the Fire Lord, mm-hmm. let's meet oh, episode yeah, yeah. three. The, <laughs> the Earth, Earth Queen. Queen. Wait, I'm sorry. Did, did I? Did we read that right? Yeah. Earth Queen? There's no way her dad would be alive still. Well, no, 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 no. That's not the point. The point yeah, yeah. was, it's a queen now, not a king? Yeah. How's that blow your mind? <laughs> I'm just trying to be silly, to be honest. Uh, but yes, um, we get, once again, good old Shiro telling us that um, the Air Nation has its first recruit, Kai. Hi. And meanwhile, Zuko is going to find the convict. Um, Korra and company are going to Ba Sing Se, unaware of the danger. danger yeah, danger. we open on the airship over a beautiful field. And of course... Uh, Boomy, uh, Boomy and Kai are like uh, trying to learn air. They're practicing, yeah, practicing with Jinora, teaching them, giving them pointers. It's a very cool scene, and like Kai is, or Boomy's just like, oh, okay, kid, yeah, I'm gonna give, put up your fist, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you up, kid. And, and of course, Kai goes one jump yeah. ahead of the hitman. <laughs> a little street rat jumps over, steals, and bumps him <laughs> off. It's really funny. Uh, and of course, you know, Jinora uh, gets all like cute and like, oh, yeah. I have a crush on this. Jinora and him are all flirty still, and Boomy's like, where's my wallet? <laughs> Kai has it. Um, but now we actually get to see Ba Sing Se, which we learned is ran by, like I said before, a queen this time. Yep, Korra is very excited to see the Earth capital. Yep. But Tenzin says that the queen is demanding. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's one way of putting it. Yeah, Bolin freaks out because it's their dad's hometown. But they get, and, but they get to the walls, and they get to the lower ring, which apparently is so... Slummy, S- uh, well, <laughs> so stinky that they can smell all the way from. Yeah, it's there. very, very slummy. And he says, "Well, it wasn't this slummy one?" Or I say, "It wasn't this slummy one." Aang was here. It wasn't this bad? No, it wasn't. The gang visit. They also, uh, uh, it it looks like uh, anime, like semi futuristic anime ghetto, like Tokyo Three in uh, in um, Evangelion, or like the Kill a Kill City, like the lower parts of the Kill a Kill oh, yeah. It's very stacked and very like you know signs everywhere, and it's very very anime looking. It's very cool. Uh, and then we get to the well, middle they, rung. Well, right, we get to see the middle rung, which kind of looks yeah, very more. But then we get to where they're where our group is going, the upper ring. The upper ring, and it looks great. There are tons of airships there too. Yeah, they do. And of course, when they land, they get to meet Grand Secretariat Gun. Gun? Is it Gun? Is it Gun? It's it's it, spelled Gun. Yeah, 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 I know, yeah, but still, <laughs> his name is Gun. Yeah, I, I would look up people as Gun or Gun or something. Yeah, 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 it's Gun. G-U-N, Gun. I, I, yeah, for some, see, I'm very bad at pronouncing some of the other names that aren't important. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so Gun is like, oh, we are very honored uh, to meet you. And sees uh, Naga and Pabu and is like, yep, the queen does yep. not like animals. The queen hates animals. Get them out of here. They are, But they're allowed to stay. They don't leave the thing. They're like, okay, just, just, just get them out of the site. Oh, and, <laughs> and, yeah, and then as... Uh, Korra's walking with the uh, Secretariat and everyone else. Um, the, the Secretariat lets her know that there are literally rules for meeting the Queen. Yeah. Rules on top of those rules to the, meet the Queen. Yeah. And rules on top of those rules on top of those rules. Yep, yeah, the Queen does, she is very strict about greeting laws. Oh, <laughs> very strict. And even tells them that they are not to eat anything uh, as well. Kai can't help himself and is already aiming to rob rich people. <laughs> yep. And of, uh, but then of course they get to the, the yeah, to their house, the guest and, quarter they're allowed to stay in. Yeah. Yep. And of course the uh, secretary, it's like hide the animals. Yeah. And while Cora is getting ready to meet the queen, she is introduced having daily guards still somehow. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking when they meet of the which, queen. Speaking of which, the daily are still a thing. They're still and, a thing. Uh. Look, 
how did I put this? Oh yeah. So Cora goes to meet the queen, and um, the queen is just a real piece of work. That time. <laughs> she's pretty demanding, I'd say. She yeah. is uh, yelling well, at some topiarists. <laughs> um, well, she is making what could be a garden. I think uh, this is topiary, right? They're, they're like they're well, they're like, they're like in thing. her backyard, and they're like doing like some kind of Zen garden-looking thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, one guy, um, like with, with like a fountain and all that stuff. And, um, you know, Cora's like, hey, uh, how's it going? But before she even gets to the queen, before Cora gets to say anything, the queen raves, uh, like, rants and raves. I forget what happens. Like, one of the workers did something. She's just like, you're fired. Yeah, she's like, what are you doing? You're doing it all wrong. I think they're doing topiary, like, cutting in a, a, a bush into, like, an animal shape. Uh, and she's like, you're doing it wrong. And then, like, to, just like, get him out of here. And then Dylee just take that guy away. <laughs> and then the Northbender just flips it over and destroys the bush. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but then, you know... Cora goes over to talk to the queen and be like, you know, I have a favor. Yeah. Also, I was going to say the queen is dressed in very traditionally wealthy Chinese garb. She has like a very decorative outfit. Very, yeah. Uh, I mean, then again, a name like Ba Sing Se. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and anyway. She is very, well, she said, like, come on, I need your help. And she, the queen is very upset because oh, yeah. Zuko <laughs> and Aang. Tried maybe, to, uh, yeah. uh, as she would say, stole the, their land while taking advantage of her father's weakness. Yep, and I will say, yeah, that is the uh, comic where they founded the Republic City from the Earth Kingdom fire colonies. Yep, yep, which is yeah, that's it. It was Earth. It technically was Earthbender territory. <laughs> yeah, and, and she actually mentions that too. She mentions that Republic City is uh, the United Republic is an Earth territory. And her kingdom is under attack constantly, and people are refusing to pay their taxes. Yeah, because was, rich people need to worry about that. I was gonna say, like, oh, just not to get you know in any stance specifically with the whole oh. uh, China thing, but this is very specifically the situation with Hong Kong and China as of now, with Hong Kong being an independent thing from China. <laughs> it's literally what the Republic City uh, business is about. <laughs> and by the way, this is actually when, because in my notes, this is when she uh, again is a real piece of work because. Um, the shrubbery guy is making the wrong animal. Yeah. It was supposed to. Be, it was supposed to be an eel swan, not a turtle duck. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. She's great. Oh, she is just <laughs> a awful. real piece of work. She yeah, she brings up the uh, bandits and taxes like it's a game side quest. I said in my notes, she not yet. Like those, no, she brings it up. Didn't give them the mission, but she brings them up like well with those bandits oh. and the taxes and like it's just like oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, mission. right, right. But then we get back to the house where yeah, the everyone game. finally notices that Kai's Kai, not there. Where's Kai? And Michael's just like ah, oh, he ran away. But Janora's like we we should find him. We should don't don't be mean about him. And of uh, course, yeah. as that's being established, and Bolin and Tenzin are also like yeah, find him. Don't be. Yeah, angry Bolin's about like him. I gotta find my brother. Yep. Um. Of course, we go back to the queen yeah. who's still working on that garden. And so Cora finally is like, hey, look, Airbenders and Bossing say. And, of course, the queen's like, how do you know this? Yeah, it's like, they're everywhere. That's how I know this. And then... And, of course, she's like, well, perhaps I can give you this information if you do me a favor. So, long story short, um, the, these bandits have been stealing money, stealing her money, like, the queen's money. Yeah. From a treasury. Tax money in a yeah. vault. And she needs them to help her get it back. And, of course... Um, Cora agrees after the queen gives a very suspicious looking look. Yeah, just like, mm, yes. Uh, Mako, Ben Bolin, spots Kai scamming rich people out of their money with airbending. Yep, and we're talking like airbends them, and as he walks over to be like, oh, hey, let me help you, he like pockets a few, uh, and by a few, I mean a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And they also have a very high-speed chase through the streets. Um, yep, to a train station. Yeah, we see, we see many familiar Bossing Say sights from the episodes with uh, with Aang and the gang back in the day. But you know what we don't see? What? We don't see a cabbage cart. I'm about to say we don't see uh, the, hi- the haiku ladies. <laughs> oh, we don't see the haiku ladies either, but we don't see the cabbage cart. Was Cabbage Guy there? No, Cabbage Guy was not there. Well, no, I mean before. Oh, in Bossing Say? Was he in Bossing Say? Uh, I remember he was in uh, Boomy's City. Oh, uh, see, I always get those two. That confused. was his first appearance. Like, yeah, that was Obashu. Wait, yeah. dude, Cabbage Guy was everywhere in that for in the in the first. Hell, I know, yeah, he even, was a couple of them, even yeah. in the even in the comics, he was everywhere. Yeah, right. So, and then his his uh, his uh, descendant gets freaking arrested, and the cab- company's destroyed. Yeah, Cabbage Corps apparently. <laughs> which we never hear anything about Cabbage Corps anymore. Well, they're probably shut down. Who knows? Anyway, anyway, but we get, we get to like oh, the high speed chase. So, yep, uh, yeah, going to the train station where Kai actually gets to go yep. one way, and Bolin and them get to go the other way. They try. He tricks them into getting stuck on the train while he escapes, and they are stuck going downtown. Yep, and Mako by downtown we mean. The lower ring. Yep, Mako is pissed at Bolin for getting them tricked and babying Kai so much. She's like, oh, it's all your fault. That little brat tricked you. And then, of course, as um as the, uh, Mako and Bolin get to the lower ring, yeah. they find out they can't go back to the upper ring without passports and stuff. And they don't have any money because Kai stole their money. Yep, and they have nothing. So <laughs> they are literally stuck in the yep, lower a ring. A daily agent makes Mako not want to try anything. Because he's like he's about to like say something to the guy who wants to take us or whatever, but then... The dialer just sitting there like, oh, what's going on over here? Like, okay, no, 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 no. Yep. Asami and Korra Oh, are... wait, Bolin, uh, down... I don't think you're stuck here, upside you... Oh, downside, you're stuck here, upside you... You can go to the bathroom wherever you want. <laughs> right. And of course, um, as, as literally, like, there's like a little short scene where Asami and Korra are going to get the money. Yeah, they're moving that, the airship, yep. taking it off to the spot. And th- but then that it has one of those interesting cuts where it goes back to Mako and Bolin talking about that whole thing you yeah. did oh, no, sleeping on the streets. The cut, so yeah. sleeping on the streets and stuff like that. And of course, you know they're like, "Hey, I wonder what how I wonder where that brat Kai is." And he's living it really yeah, well. Yeah, he has a bunch of servants and he has a bunch of money. He stole. He's just living it up and just yeah, whatever, man. So we go down. So we go back to Bolin and Mako. Talking about maybe stealing rotten fruit. Yeah, you, Bolin wants to run one of their old scams because they don't have any money on them. But Mako's like, "Come on, man, that's dumb. I don't want to steal this old and, fruit's nasty yeah. and dirty." And of course, <laughs> and of course, some young buff guy who's running the stand is like, "Wait, you're thinking of I think stealing voiced by our Greg Cripes, Maybe what? I think he might be, might be voiced by Greg Cripes. Who does maybe. Uh, maybe I, I I couldn't recognize. Yeah, um, but anyway, like, he's like, nasty. he's like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? You planning on stealing our fruit? He's like, we were, but this is disgusting. Oh, oh, you're saying it's not good enough to steal? <laughs> well, we don't know if we want to. You are going to be stealers, and then they they get chased down, and then there's uh, another like y- y- there's another guy after they get like tackled by the buff yeah. guy. Another guy looks down, and he's like, wait. Bolin? I was going to say, Mako? yeah. The store owner and the... He says, I got them, Dad. Uh, the older man who's the store owner's father. Both have very, very good similarity to uh, Bolin's appearance. They have his very thick eyebrows mm-hmm. and his thick hair yep. similar to his. And of course, he calls them by name. He actually knows who they are. Yeah. Turns out that the, the young boy is, well, their cousin. Yeah. And he says that that's their uncle. And yep. their dad's... We find out finally that their dad's name was Saad. Yep. We do. But... Before we get any deeper into this, oh yeah, we go to the North Pole. Zuko. Where is Zuko going to the North Pole? Meets where Eska and Desna, the two chiefs uh, of the with, North. But Zuko 
made a stop at the South Pole. Yeah. Because he's with, he's with Tonrock. No, yeah, Tonrock. <laughs> you were going to say Noah I was like, Noah Tonrock. Tonrock. Yeah, no. <laughs> you were, or, to, yeah. Hey, who knows, maybe you were going to say Noah Yeah, Noah Tonrock. Yeah, Noah Tonrock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, Tonrock. so, yep. Uh, Zuko and Tonrock go to, and they meet the rulers. Desna and Esna. Eska. Eska. I said Eska. Eska and Desna. Yeah, Eska and Desna. <laughs> and, of course, um, you know, Zuko's like, hey, I know you have a secret prison in the Western Tundra. Um, you two should probably join us. And they're like, and huh? They're, yeah, they're like, uh, wait, we don't know about this. And, of course, De- uh, Desna's like, this would be more exciting than just sitting on our butts all day. <laughs> yeah. And so they both decide to go. Yeah, back with Mako and Bolin meeting their family. Their entire family. They know and, of course, of, yeah, they're, 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 kind of, they're kind of, fam- they're, they're kind yeah. of you know, um, the cousins, like, all... Being a jerk, like, oh, you guys don't know what it's like being living on the streets. Yeah, because... they know all about their careers and that he's a mover star and the pro bending. It's very cool. Yeah, and of course, they don't know about, you know, them actually yeah. starting off on the streets. Yeah, and we but... meet their grandmother, Yin, yep. who's just they meet glad everyone. to meet them. Even the grandmother, who's like, where's my vodka? Uh, uh, no, yeah. no, 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 she's not like that. She's, <laughs> actually, she's actually a really sweet old lady. Yeah, but they had no clue that their father was... The family had no clue that their father passed away. Yep, because... Grandma asks where the parents are. Oh boy. Yep, and that's when I have to reveal. Well, did they reveal that? No, not yet. yet. Because okay. it cuts to Korra, Korra and, Asami. and Asami hitting the treasury, and they see no guards, just some well, poor families hiding. <laughs> well, that and they do see like guards that are actually in the treasury, bringing the stuff like, out, bringing, yeah. bringing the bringing the goods out. Yeah, but there's no guards like outside guarding. Right, it. and right. then a bunch of poor families are hiding as they load the money and um, a flare yeah. shot. Yeah, a flare shot, and bandits appear. Now, we're not talking, like, any bandits. We're talking, like, these guys are literally dressed up like Mad Max. I really, yeah, my notes literally specific say Mad yeah, Max that, thugs. So, so do mine. These <laughs> Mad Max Borderlands-looking creeps. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they want to pick a fight. They're like, hey, give us the money. Asami and, gloves up. Oh. And Cora and, says that she should have brought the others. <laughs> yep. And, of course, some fighting happens, and it's all really cool. You know, Sami and Cora are doing amazing acts. To they're, I must say, they're, the leader actually has like a, like a skull face painting. Is it a green mm-hmm. mohawk? I can't remember. Like yeah, that. I think he does have a yeah, mohawk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the leader keeps trash talking to them, saying, yo, oh, come on, little ladies, don't you guys step aside? And they're just like, okay, well, let's whoop all their butts. And, of course, they do. They start whooping a lot of butt. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, they, the bandits run away. And the leader is like, Skull you're on dude. the wrong side of this. Yeah. And Korra's like, why do I have a feeling he's actually right about yeah, this? Yeah, because the gold belongs to the people. Yep. And of course, she's like, yeah. Uh, and Korra's like, why do I feel like he's right? Yeah. But before north. we get any of that, we get to go to the prison where Eska and Desna, obviously from earlier, they were unaware about this prison. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're, they're all, uh, they with Zuko and Tonrock are elevatoring down. Yeah, which going, we learn about. She said, I wish I knew about this prison. This would have been helpful. <laughs> right. And which we learn about this fourth member of the party, Pali. Plea. Plea. Okay, it's Plea. Yeah, um, Zuko just tells the whole deal before you even see it. Oh, yeah. But, but wait, but wait a minute, but wait yeah. a minute. I, I have to do this. Yeah. Because her special ability is that she can firebend. With her mind. Yep, psychic firebender. And, of course, he mentions offhandedly about Sparky Sparky Boom Man. Yep, I hired somebody like, with similar power to try to assassinate the Avatar. It, it is, it's amazing because after he says that, everyone like is like staring at him like, what the heck? Yeah. And, of course, he, he looks, he's like, it didn't work, Yeah. but I did. <laughs> and Eska's like, don't worry, I tried to kill the this current Avatar because she ruined my wedding day, so yeah. I can understand your position. Yeah, and Tonrak's like, can, can we yeah, just focus on this, yeah, please? Let's just do this. 
the ice prison is so cold it is stopping her from properly firebending. Just like the yeah, um, just like the prison. The prison. Yeah, but what was the name of the, the cell? The ice box? What they call it? Yeah, the ice box. In no, the, no. Yeah, I think Boiling called, Point was the name of the. I think prison. it was actually called the freezer. The freezer. Yeah, yeah I think it was yeah, actually yeah. called the freezer. But in either the way, yes, yeah, it was so so cold. And of course, uh, Plea mentions that you know you know that oh. If for you guys to be here, that means that here's free, huh? Yeah, she says she hasn't had a visitor in 13 years. Yep. <laughs> and she can feel the heroes out. <laughs> oh, yes. And, of oh. course, we cut back to Bolin and Mako Bolin having and a nice, uh, yeah, nice, you know, thing. And uh, Weiss, uh, you know. They learn that their dad left after a fight with his father about running the yep. business or going into the city. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Yeah. And then, of course, mother. um... Their Bolin and Mako's granddad was like, "No, you need to run the fruit stand." And of course, their dad's mm-hmm. like, "No, I have to see the world." And what did he do? He left and saw the world. Yeah, they see a pic of him. Of they, they give the grandmother a pic of the father and mother with the two kids. Yeah, which we actually get to see what they look like. And oh, my oh no, goodness. the grandmother had the picture. Yeah, the, the grandmother bad. had the picture, and um, she also had a note, I believe. From uh, like from the the dad, yeah, like telling him about how everything's actually going wonderfully and all that stuff. And we also get to see the mom in Mako's scarf, which he like holds. And it's a very sad uh, scene. Yeah, it's a very very. And that's cool right. Movie. Mako does give her the scarf. Yeah. Oh no, no. Mako has the scarf from his mother, and he like just holds yeah. it. Yeah, and then later he gives it. Not yeah, yet, and then he, yeah, and then he gives it to the grandmother. Oh yeah, so yeah, you get, have yeah. this. The grandmother, yeah, he oh, gives it to her. Man. Cora is back with her, returns yeah, with the money to the queen, and she still refuses to help. Oh no, it's not that. She tells, she just straight up yeah. says, "Oh, your uh, reports were incorrect. Now get out of my castle." Yeah, there aren't any. The daily has said there's no airbenders by, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" Yep, and she and yells at her. Cora is literally hundred and ten percent done with this. Crap. Yeah, she yells at the queen and says that she'll find them no matter what, and leaves in a huff. Yeah, leaves in a huff as as Cora loves to doing. Um, uh, then we go back to Mako and Bolin, yeah. uh, talking more about you know the Avatar and how they mentioned that they, they're, they're trying to find their Airbenders. And that's when the family suddenly like goes real quiet. And yeah, um, it, yeah, they go quiet because one of their neighbors started airbending. Yeah. But then the Dai Li just came and took him, and then he was never heard from again. Yeah, and the co- one of the cousins says they say that they're starting to experimenting on them or something. And that's when the grandma said, but very importantly, the grandmother has... A moment where she says, "Don't say that about our glorious queen." Now, if you were like familiar with like footage of um, Kim Jong Il with North Korea, that's literally they have like pictures of him in their house that they like mm-hmm. bow to and stuff. I've seen like a documentary about it. And, like they specifically did this exact very specific thing where they say, like, "Don't say that." Then they turn when they like you know like bow to whatever. I was like, "Oh, that is a very specific imagery that they're doing Ooh. with the queen." Oh yeah, that was really really, that course, was really interesting. I was like, "Oh, that's really that they actually did that note. That's really cool." Yeah, but then we actually uh, uh, when, when they says find it's out, time to go. yeah, Mako's like, uh, "We gotta go." Yeah, and then Kai keeps doing his thing, you know, scamming people, and, and then but he gets caught by yeah. Dai Li agents, and you same know, old they, moves, literally unchanged with mm-hmm. the glove handcuffs, yep. which I still love from way back in the day. <laughs> all, all that <laughs> another you know, reason is the best. <laughs> yep, he 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 they, he gets chased down, gets glove like glove clamped, yeah, glove handcuffed, and um, all of a sudden he gets. Put into like this underground place with a whole bunch of others, and he goes. And one of the Dai Li agents Dai Li? mentions, "Yeah, well, uh, welcome to the Queen's first ever air bending mm-hmm. army. You've yeah. just been recruited. Their air bending regiment. Yep. Um, and he's been recruited forcefully, obviously. Yeah, for the Queen. Bum, and that. Bum, bum. And that is where this episode ends. Yeah, man. Look, I knew from a goof. I knew that this was going to take a dark turn. Yeah, it has taken many dark oh, turns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But this one right here, dude, I like. I, there's no other way for me to say it. This is getting way too real. <laughs> I love how messed up Bossing Say still is. Oh my god! And it's good to see like a someone's actual like a really a really exclusively purely good character like the King of Bossing Say having a horrible evil de- 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 descendant who absolutely just destroys the city all over again. Gee, it's like, it's like if it's like if it's like if Azula actually took over. No, everything would have been great if Azula won. <laughs> <laughs> everything would have been fixed and everything would have been great. Uh, but no, it's like well, also yeah, Azula was the kid of a bad person and she was bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> Here's the thing, comparatively, Ozai was good compared to her. Yeah, she was crazy. She but was still. Like, yeah, she was just evil. <laughs> she was literally crazy, but yeah. Uh, I, I, I like that the Queen is a horrible person. I like that the Dai Li are still 100% still in power and doing the exact same thing they were doing 50, they 70 just, years did, ago. Did, did they just wait it out after... I don't know if he even disbanded them after that. What happened? I, I, I he, barely he did, remember. He did actually disband them. <laughs> but then something happened. Something apparently happened. Well, yeah, when his daughter grew up. I, I, I'm curious. Like, I don't think they would have. I'm trying to think of age-wise. She wouldn't have been born yet when the comics were taking place. Because I know that when they were doing Republic City stuff, that they were dealing with um, the like the the Earth King and all the separating and stuff. I doubt she would have been born by that point because like she looks about like close to Kaya, Lin, Boomy, and uh, Tenzin's age ish. Mm. Maybe a little bit older than them. So Probably. if she was, she would have been like a little kid in like the original series. That'd been hilarious. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's a horrible, evil person, and it's sort of like whoa. And also like yeah, Airbending Regiment. Like oh, that's what, who? Of course they would do something like that. Somebody would collect people. And this season, I'm still. Uh, I'm still very worried about Plea. Plea? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. You'd like to think I'm more worried about the Dai Li. No, screw the Dai Li. The Dai Li are always interesting, but, like, I, dude, dude, it's about to go places. And oh, I bet. I will say, like, whenever yeah, whenever me and Ed get into shoddy matches, Gazan is my go-to for why Earthbending is the single best. Uh, right? He is going to mess stuff up, but you'll see. But, like, yeah, it's like... I, I'm so glad we finally getting into the season. Just these three episodes have been fantastically oh, wonderful. If my, my, so good. My, the first three episodes of season three. Now look, I know I say this a lot, especially when I first started <laughs> watching season one, when I first started see- watching season two. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I love this show so much. It is the best. It's really goddamn good. Uh, and it's getting even better. Now, with just, with just these first three episodes, I'm starting to understand why season two is actually looked upon as probably the worst season. It was already that much more, like, intriguing than season three. Yeah, right. right? It's just the first three episodes. Yeah. Uh, But then again, I mean, season two still had my my interest. It was was enjoyable. But now I'm seeing why. Yeah. The, like, oh the little bit you know about, like, just, like, the uh, the history behind the Earth Queen and just what we've seen of Zaheer, they are both, like, already more interesting than, than uh, I forget his name, Unalak. <laughs> Unavatu? Yeah, Unavatu. Unavatu in general, yeah. Vatu, whatever. Like, oh, well, I'm not about to get this argument again, but, like, yeah, Vatu I wasn't crazy about. Unalak was alright, kind of, but, like... Zaheer he just, took, he just Earth, took a 180 turn, really. Yeah, but, like, Zaheer's gang, which you don't know the, who they are yet, but, like, it's, yeah, it's really already so much more fascinating and so much more intriguing, and I'm oh really loving goodness. the season. I'm glad we finally got this episode recorded so we can watch the next couple of episodes. Oh, finally. Oh, uh, so uh, good. But still, either way, um, but wow. I yeah, can't man. wait. Yeah, now you can finally watch them. Now finally! Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, we literally, we could just keep going on this. But yeah, we would, so we gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we do. Now, see, now you have to stop me. Oh, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, is a great, so yeah, I'm about to say, we will get back to you guys. This is a great, I'm loving this season, and I'm glad you're loving this season already. Oh, my goodness. It's gonna get much, much crazier. Oh, it probably, dude, oh, yeah. it already is. I already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um let's see. But, um, just so all of you know, I still don't have any plugs, mm-hmm. but I know you have plugs. Yep. Matthew Lewis Podcasts. On YouTube and Patreon, Matthew Lewis, uh, Matthew Lewis P on Twitter. I don't even know that said the wrong one last time. Uh, and then the Minotaur, Forgotten Minotaur King podcast, the audio drama which I'm working on is, I hope it's still going to this point. I'm not sure if I'm taking a break or not, but it is going and I love that story, so we can hit that up. Uh, any possible future plans? Um, Perhaps. But right now, it's, uh, by, I, know, I know by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be like way past... But as of this point, Amazon is working me to the bone. So. Oh, okay. All right, well. But, but either way, um, if something else should come up, I'll mention it. If well, not, In the meantime, know. just uh, take it sleazy. You mean keep it sleazy. No, take it sleazy. Keep it. Take it sleazy. See, we changed it, everybody. We changed it, listeners. Only took us 18 episodes. We really changed the same. <laughs> it's take it sleazy now. Yep, just keep it sleazy. Take it sleazy. Bye. And now, a special word from friend of the show, Ed Bobinchek, and his thoughts on Season 3. Hey y'all, so this is Ed Bobinchek, once again joining you, sort of, for the opening of Season 3 of Korra. Unfortunately, I'm not able to be here for the main recording, but as y'all learned from the last Korra episode, I know what I'm talking about, so I wanted to share my thoughts on the, a little bit on these three episodes, and more so on the overall opening of Season 3 and everything. So, obviously, as I said in the Season 2 finale, Season 2 is one of the weakest. And I said this, believe, in the Season 1, I think Season 3 is the strongest season of all of them. And it's because of these villains that we get. You know, we start off with the change in the world from the end of Season 2. You know, the spirits now in the world... But now all of a sudden you're getting these changes, ah, season three in title, of, you know, all of a sudden airbending's suddenly coming back to a bunch of random people. It's a great moment because you get airbending taught to these people who, again, similar to the one situation, you have these characters and these people getting airbending as a tool, but not as a part of themselves. And you get to go through a journey of people learning to use this tool as a part of themselves. And you get Zaheer, who, to not fully go into everything, Zaheer is a fantastic villain of just epic proportions because not only is is he the first example of an evil airbender, for the most part, you you get a bit of, you know, you really get every single element involved here because you meet Gazan and you see a darker side to earthbending you get uh you get plea and you get to re-see something that you don't get end up seeing in firebending and you get I always forget her name now Minghua Ming, Ming uh, for waterbending and to see does someone without arms do bending is fantastic and you get each element a pure master with the strength that these four are literally able to take down just people that they should not and, and armies that they shouldn't. And it's just fantastic to see. 
and you get to see a very different style from this this series. Season one was about again Republic City, and season two, despite being in the sort of the Water Tribe, had a, a focus. But you get a more freeing element in season three because again you get Airbenders, and it it does play through into what's been going on, and you get to explore other characters and concepts and see all the elements really evolve past the basic forms. You see, obviously, with Gazan, you see um, lava bending and earth bending. You get to see, you know, you've seen a plenty recently in the first few seasons of water bending, but you see more fire bending, and obviously you get to see, um, you get to see Zaheer and his, his air bending, and it's just a fantastic experience. And again, I'm sad that I don't get to, to be here, but you also get to start seeing, you know, other forms of earthbending get take form. And this this season is just a fantastic exploration of individuals in a larger setting having major impact. And what's great about season three, just to, to summarize my final point here, is that you take what season two did well and you bring that into season three, but everything that happens in season three has a major impact in season four in just one of the best ways. And it really, especially for Korra, brings out the best of her in a dark and twisted and kind of sick way. Um, again, I ain't going to spoil nothing because it's it's just... Everything is so fantastic. But this is the best season. And it shows you, you know, especially later on, that season three was made with both the previous... Uh, writings of season two to help build upon it and knowing where what's going on in season four it sets things up in the most fantastical of ways so uh very happy that we're starting season three here and uh hopefully i'll be able to join mid-season but you'll definitely see me at finale because <laughs> i could talk for at least four hours <laughs> about uh what season three of legend of Korra is so uh with that on to the show or back to these guys. <laughs> We're probably gonna put this at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>